This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Podcast. If you or someone in your family has been injured at work, visit mej.com.au. Hit 104.7. Josh, um, I'm doing a bit of an odd routine at the moment that involves trickery and deception. Mm. But it's also for the best, but it's also I feel really dumb doing it. Okay. Uh, what's happening is my dog Lenny is going through his terrible two stages, which uh, your girlfriend on Friday reminded me that that will go for years. It's yeah, not like, yeah, yeah. by the time mm-hmm. he's three, it'll be fine, which is also a full year. She's like, no, no, no. It's like, when he's five, he'll be okay. It's so funny that you do forget that. that like, the dog phase of tearing everything to yeah. shreds goes for a good couple of years. Yeah. yeah. It's quite annoying because I'm yeah. running out of things Bit quite of quickly. So, yeah. And I'm realizing because he is not like a super small dog, he can get up on a lot of stuff, which is very annoying. Like, if you he- need to move out of your apartment, May I recommend Lenny? He can just so you don't. If you yeah. want to throw a lot of stuff yeah. out, he'll just tear it apart so you can neatly put it into a pile yep. into the bin. It sounds like he's got the job done. If you get a skip and take all of your valuables out, he will destroy yep. the inside of your apartment for you, and then it'll be good to go. Tra- tra- sounds tremendous. Um, so what's been going on is I'll put stuff on the counter, and he will just get that stuff off there as well. So essentially, nowhere is safe. If nowhere. I would like something, it's got to be in a co- in a cupboard or in a mm-hmm. closet somewhere. On Friday, I was coming to your house for a few hours in the afternoon, and I was like, let me just move all of this stuff off. There was a box that was on there that I had like a bunch of, it had like a, a leash in there for him oh, or yeah. something. So yeah. I took all mm-hmm. of the plastic stuff out of it and just left the box. He knew it was for him. Well, it was still up on the counter in the middle, and I was like, I don't want him to chew it, but I also know that he probably will, and yeah. better this than something else, something cool. valuable. Left it up there. Sure enough, when I got home, it was, t- it was chewed up, and I was like, well... I'm not upset about this because it was just an empty cardboard box that I took everything out of. It's all good. Yeah. I still had to pan to the pantomime of like, oh, like you shouldn't be chewing and nah, stuff, mate. damn it. But, well, yeah. not even that. I was more just like, ah, you, all right. And then he was like, oh, I know I did the wrong thing. And I give him a pat. I'm like, it's all right, but no more of this. No more. On Saturday, we went to Spilt Milk and I found another box that I was like, this is empty. It's, there's no real use for it. Left it on the counter as well. Got home. He chewed it up. And so I had to, again, do the pantomime of, oh, you naughty dog, oh, don't do this. So you're now essentially trying to... uh, I'm putting up decoy boxes. To negate your dog's bloodthirst for things that you cherish. You're putting up fake things that you cherish so that hopefully he'll pick them and tear them apart. I spoke to my opa on um, Friday, and he was like, you should go to the op shop and buy just like a bunch of old shoes and Mm -hmm. then have him chew them up. That's not a bad idea. Well, it it is a bad idea because I don't want him to just think... Um, he's not going to be able to t- uh, distinguish from good shoes and yeah, bad shoes. Yeah, so yeah, if true. I just go like, oh, I can't believe you chewed my shoes. When he actually does chew like a $100 pair of shoes that are mine, I'll be very mad. And, and he you, won't know why. You don't know, too, because he's a rescue dog. You don't know the scumbags that treated him badly to start with. Maybe they've donated some shoes. Yeah, and exactly, then you bring yeah. those shoes and he has, they smell like them. For he's him. triggered. It's yeah. not good. That's not a good idea. So I'm just doing boxes Sorry, and paper that is just laying around that I'm just like, uh, whatever. Nice, nice. But... I do wonder to what end. Like, when does this stop? Because I'm running to, out of boxes. When do you stop after pretending that a yeah. box has really upset you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Because um, I am coming home every day and I'm putting on a little performance for him. Oh, oh no! Mate, yeah. Oh, Mamma no. mia! Yeah, it is that funny would be just amazing. having to, like, p- act for a pet. Because yeah. they don't know. They just, like... They can't tell if my acting's good or bad. He just hears noises and motions and goes like, oh, okay, mm. whoops, that was, doesn't seem like a good thing. Yeah, you don't find Lenny on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. going, yeah, Ned's performance today it's was pretty, luster. obviously had other things on his mind. 131060, do you have to, like, pretend something for your dog? Like, yep. 
you know, please do get to on the get phone them with to this. Eat, oh do my you God, have to pretend please. to eat or like yeah. do you have to pretend to do anything for your dog? It's just like a pantomime that you're having to do for an animal. This is apparently quite a common thing at the moment. Now they they sort of a lot of people, a lot of dog trainers, dog psychologists will tell you that you're supposed to eat before the dog. Yeah. So like a lot of people pretend to eat. That's a thing that happens. Yeah. I want to know, like Ned, are you pretending something for your dog right now? Thirteen ten sixty. Are you putting on a little performance for a pet? Yeah. Basically to get them to do something you want or to stop a behaviour you don't like. Thirteen ten sixty. Are you putting on an award winning performance on a regular basis for an animal in your house? Let us know. Yes, we want to know right now, are you performing for your uh, pet? Basically, yeah. Ned is currently doing a little pantomime. He's leaving strategic boxes for Lenny's dog to destroy and yep. then pretending to be mad when he does it. I'm like, oh, you. Oh, and really, no. I don't care. I'm like, whatever. Nikita <laughs> from Gugong, how are you this morning? Hello, good, thanks. How are you? Uh, yeah, good, thank you, Nikita. Well, thank you. Now, are you doing this? Are you performing for your dog? Yes, I am. I have a little staffy, and every time we need to get her to take her flea and tick medication, I have to hide it in a piece of raw chicken, mm-hmm. put it on a chopping board and like walk over and just flick it off and pretend that I've dropped a piece of meat and then go, oh, oh no, no, no. So she quickly scoffs it. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> Is she not starting to think, geez, yeah, you're the, a lot just, of food Nikita's the, the clumsiest person in the yeah. history of cooking or <laughs> is she not questioning it ever? She just goes straight for it. No, she just goes straight for yeah, it. Really Usually yeah. she'll kick it out of anything. We try and hide it in. Yeah. Uh, I found by putting on the performance of, don't eat it. She's like, quickly scoffs it down and runs away. One day you'll have to commit where you drop it and you're like, no, 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 no. And she'll go, all right, you have it then. And you're like, yeah. oh, damn it, now I've got to eat dog medication. Okay, damn it, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Uh, Ned, I had to drop the girls off at um, Tara, which is our uh, dog boarding kennel of choice. Yeah. And they do a great job down there. We love them. Um, but I will say this much. Um, sometimes you get the, the added bonus of being in the dog waiting room while you wait for the dogs to be taken into the kennel. Yeah. And you get to see some other people either collect their dogs or dropping off their dogs. I've now, dropped my dog off at Tara once, and seeing people collect yep. their dogs is lovely. If you it's get, like, oh, this is exciting for and you guys. And that's what I'm saying. You get to see other dogs. Yeah. So you get so if, at the end of the day, it's do- people who love dogs, around dogs, and you get to see extra bonus dogs. Yeah, um, dog, dog, dogs. I love it. Um, but the the one that happened on Friday that I thought was just tremendous was a guy who I I really there's there's the best way to describe it would be um, he looked he looked like a, a circus strongman. Like he okay. was he Mustached. was the, he had a mustache. Yeah, and he was this big tough looking dude. He, yeah, he cool. had tattoos on his arms. He looked like an absolute tank of a man. Cool. Like, and he was he was wearing like sort of a Guy Fieri sort of like flamed t shirt as well. Like he just God, looked, who is this dude? This he guy's badass. Like <laughs> yeah. he looked badass. He looked like like a tough. If I'm going to put inverted comment, like stereotypically tough dude. Yeah. Like he looked like you wouldn't want to mess with him. He's going to give you some trouble if you mess with him. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, I wonder what he's picking up. I wonder what kind of dog he's picking Dome up. Or like like a, a, a Rhodesian Ridgeback yeah, or something yeah. named Malamush and Hus- Husky yeah, yeah. or those huge wolf lines. Named Ace or yeah. like named, <laughs> named Rex or something. Just yeah. stereotypical tough dog. That's what I'm expecting. Gets up to the counter and I could not. I, I'm, I'm not making this up at all. Like I, I still never got to know what breed of dog this was. But this gentleman who looked like he could bench press a small car mm. goes, yeah, g'day, just here to pick up boo-boo. <laughs> and I was like, that is my favorite thing That's I've fantastic. seen in like the last four months. Yeah. That is a guy 
just shattering stereotypes. Oh, absolutely. Left, right, and center. Yeah. He's a man comfortable enough in his masculinity to rock up to the desk yeah. looking the way he looked and just go, need to pick up boo-boo. Yeah. Didn't, didn't try and say it softly, just letting everyone know. His yeah. dog's name's Boo-Boo. Yep. And I was like, you know what, dude? You are now my hero because you are walking around going, I don't care. I love my dog. Yep. My dog happens to look... Like a boo boo, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it should have a butch name. It, it's boo boo, and I'm happy for that to be my dog. Did you? Um, and then obviously they brought your girls out, and yep. then you left mm-hmm. before. I mean, it I would, didn't get to see boo boo. Boo boo oh. might have been a Malamute. Like it might That's have been a say, ginormous dog, which you know would have been like hilarious that, as well. The uh, what's it? Tiny Tim out of Robin Hood, and he's yep. like the biggest dude, yep. and like Tiny from Crash Bandicoot is that huge tiger and stuff. Would have been I loved if it's like, oh, you're like, oh, boo boo, and then like five people are coming out, like Hagrid's raining dog him comes in. Out. Yeah, yeah it's like line tamers they've yeah. come in out like you, boo-boo, you, calm down, calm down, boo boo. Boo-boo. <laughs> we fed him a steak earlier this morning, he's still ravenous. <laughs> Josh, um the Christmas season is coming up soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, people are going to be going home. Me being one of them. I'm going to Tasmania. Very cool. much looking forward to it. It's gonna be great. Um something that happened over a year ago yeah that has been brought to my attention many 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 a time mm. but is being resurfaced once more is something that's really starting to piss me off a little bit because it makes this whole story is being told as if i have been carrying mm. on a treat interesting when i really do not think that i have been okay yeah. let me sit this set the scene please um, do I think it was maybe even last Christmas. I was at home. Um, I was just in one of the spare bedrooms that my parents have. Um, wo- was woken up after, I will say, a pretty big night out. I okay. Hometown, got home, let's go out to the pubs and stuff. And First, first I will say, consolation yeah. that you've given here. First, yeah. first this is something hungover. I did. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, quite okay. hungover anyway. Uh, it was... Probably maybe, I think, five days before Christmas, so like the 20th or whatever. Um, and so I was a little dusty, but I was awoken at about 5.30 in the morning. God, I love the word awoken. Yeah, I was I was awoken and aghast. I was startled I from was, my slumber. I was. I was. I didn't know what the hell was going on at 5.30 in the morning. So that means that I've probably been asleep, uh, and as I mentioned, quite a big night. I'd been asleep for maybe an hour and a half at that okay, point. Or maybe, right. Wowie. Yeah, yeah. So yep. mm-hmm. It was quite a large one. Wowie zowie. What I was awoken to was not like, I don't know, a mailman riding by or a dog barking or people walking along and talking. That's fine. What I was awoken to was the sound of someone shattering concrete with heavy machinery. Mm. So really not, especially when you're hungover, mm. but Very not really what anyone wants to hear hearing at no. 5.30 in the morning. I get up and I look out one of the like the windows. I like peer the, through the blinds uh-huh. and see that it's across the street. My my parents' neighbour is taking a drill compactor to concrete mm. and he's just shattering the outside like little foundation wall outside of his yeah, house. Jackhammer work. He was doing, yeah, jackhammering. And I was like, this is crazy. But mm. I was like, this guy must be just like fixing something or it's broken. He's got to fix it or whatever. For those who've drifted off at several points during this story, like myself, what time check once more? What time was this in the morning? This was at 5.30 in the morning. Ridiculous. And I'll say that's your last chance. Okay. You need to pay attention when I'm sleeping. I am listening. <laughs> yeah. I just thought I want to get the time out there one more time for people. I was like, I'll go back to sleep. And I was like, I put in, I think I actually had earplugs from the uh, plane or whatever. So oh, I, was, yeah, cool. I put mm-hmm. them in and I still could hear because it's compact <laughs> drilling yeah, yeah, yeah. into mm-hmm. cement. Impact drilling so is I was, usually what that's called. I but. was like, this is bizarre. Mm. 
At quarter past six, I was like, this is nutty. Like, what the hell is going on? That is too early. Like, because I was like, maybe he just needs to do, like, no one would be out there doing mm. this at 5.30 in the morning unless they needed to. Like, it was not, the sun was barely up. So I go out. He's trying to get to a gas main that's, yeah. that's malfunctioning or something. He's yeah. like, I need to stop what's happening under the concrete. Something's going to happen if I don't tear down yeah, this wall yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm like, all right, screw this. And so I look out again and I'm like, this guy's taking the piss. What's going on? And so I'm like, you know what? I'll give him another 15 minutes. It's probably about 6.30. So I've been dealing with for an hour now I walk out the front in my just like undies and a t-shirt and I go like throw up my hands like because obviously the guy can't hear me and I'm across the street but I throw up my hands like what are we doing champ? yeah a bit of a cartoon what's, what are what, we yeah what's all this about and so he sees obviously my wild gesture and turns around and he goes like oh oh Hey, and then like waves at me and I go like I shake my head and go do it again throw my arms up again and he goes he's like then he goes like mimes to me like well what and I tap tap I don't have a like a watch on my wrist but I tap where it would be and the go universal symbol of yeah. what time do you what, call this yeah what time is this and go like this and then mm, the yeah. guy goes again what I don't mm. this is by six thirty in the yeah, morning he's doing in the morning this. yeah anyway I go back inside I hear over the span of the next week I hear from every single one of my family members my two sisters and my mum and my dad that this guy's just been like who was the bloody guy carrying on out the front the other morning yeah. and they're like Ned and then yeah. he's like don't know who he was but go. He, he was quite upset, wasn't he? Well, he hates me uh, impact drilling. It's 5.30 in the like, morning. That's he doesn't like metal going through concrete at a very high rate in the morning. It's strange. Anyway, so he's complained to every single one of my family members. I've heard from them. Then it goes on to my extended family, and they're all like making fun of me or whatever. Yeah, anyway, yeah. he's stuff. now building a carport out the front of his house, and he's doing similar like heavy machinery stuff. My dad says before he goes to work. Yeah. He doesn't want to hire someone throughout the day. He just wants to do it before and after work. That's So that might explain the timing. Yeah. Uh, he goes to my dad. He's like, oh, I'll make sure I get all this done before uh, is Ned's coming home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. He don't want to upset him again. Oh, we know how he gets. Oh, dude. Mm. I almost just made a threat against this guy's life, which is not as a joke, obviously, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, mm-hmm. that wouldn't come across great. No, um, it wouldn't. Am I, am I the one who's carrying on? Mm. I don't feel uh, like yeah, I was. I mean, until the, the 15 seconds of comment you just said yeah. then, I think that's carrying I was going to say, I, think, I, was, hey, I want I to take a, heavy, a high impact <laughs> oh, drill to yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I see. And we're obviously <laughs> hyperbolistic. Yeah, I'm not really, yeah. But I'm very mad. And I'm I, even more pissed off that now this guy's like, God, we've got to make accommodations. For-. It like was 5.30 in the morning. Nah, that is not on. That's I will I mean. say that's not this on. This seems crazy to me. What I do think is crazy is none of your family's defending you. I think that's hilarious. It's because my mum and dad did know me when I used to carry on quite yep. a bit so they're like you know it's right up his alley he woke, us, he woke us up getting home an hour and a half ago so I'm glad he's getting a bit of his own medicine to be honest hey well done on being here you made a great choice today because we've got a bunch of stuff to give away starting with Sunset Cinema Passes we do more kazoo Veronica from Moncrief how are you this morning yeah, good. very Thank well, you, Veronica. Veronica. Now, Veronica, we um, we've obviously got this live music segment happening this morning. Ned plays a bit of a song through the kazoo. Are yeah. you ready to go to hear one more rendition of this song through the kazoo? Sure, that'd be great. Yeah, it would be great. I don't know. It'd be great for everyone. Veronica. Yeah, I don't know what we call it if we can't call it this, but I feel like calling this music is a, very much a stretch. Mm. Live noise. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Live All right. noise. Here's Performed some noise live. for you, Veronica. Yep. Here we go. Ready? Silence, please. Great. Veronica from Moncrief. 
The pressure is now all on you to get this correct. Some clues were given. They were a little cryptic. Do you know what song that is? They're guessing I'm good by Faye Dexter and David Guetta. Done. Correct. Done. Congratulations. You've won yourself some Sunset Cinema Passes. Well done, Veronica. And that was confu- hey That was probably one of the hardest ones we've ever done because you could also have said Eiffel 65. Yeah. Because played through the kazoo, oh, essentially yeah. they sound exactly the same. So I should do this to just give ourselves some like uh, security, just in case we don't want to give someone a pass. We yeah. can just be like, oh, no, I'm sorry, it was the other. Yeah, it was the, yeah, right. You've mistaken. Yeah. You're right. That I is how we would rig a competition. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well done. <laughs> probably shouldn't say it on here. I'm I'm blue for my vintage, so... Yeah, 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 yeah right, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, very good. Better song, Look, I'll be honest. Congratulations again, Veronica. Well done. You are going to Sunset Cinemas for free. It is all available right now. Outdoor cinema season is in full swing. You can visit sunsetcinema.com.au for the summer program. It is on sale now. We do more kazoo... Now, Ned, um, we went somewhere over the weekend. We went to Epic and saw the Spilt Milk Music Festival. Exactly right. I think uh, I feel like most of Canberra was there over the weekend. Uh, I, I You left, I think, a little bit before clothes, before mm-hmm. they were like, all right, everyone, get out. It was but a I, smart move, I think. I left when they were leaving, and oh, my God, the whole was city. so many you people there. You know, it's so there. funny to me, because I was back in my apartment by the time you were leaving. Yeah. You, you go, oh, the whole city was there. really wasn't. No, like, no, it's no. So, But that is how big Canberra is. Yeah. Yes. Like so many people over the weekend had absolutely no idea this was on. No, of they course didn't not. go at all. Yeah, yeah. But it, to when you're in it, it's like the, everyone on earth's here right you're now. Like, this this is, must be the entire town. This Otherwise, is how many people live here? This is everyone. Yeah. But really, amazing to me that that kind of humanity gets together to celebrate music every single time there's a music. I love it. I love music festivals. Yeah, they're great. I have been gone for so long, and it was just wonderful to see that. Big credit to the team from Kicks Entertainment, Spilt Milk. Great event to have here in Canberra. But. I will say this. My voice has only just recovered from yelling this out of the Wombat. Tokyo Vampires yeah. and Wolves. You saw Fisher. You saw Steve Lacey. I saw Steve Lacey um, and Fisher. I was at the other tent, essentially. Uh, they were both amazing. Flume was just incredible. Um, but this whole little bit of discussion here, now that we've done the appropriate congratulations to everyone organising Spelt Milk, um, is actually got nothing to do with anybody involved in organising anything. Someone was organising themselves to a level that I've never seen at a music festival before that I think could could be both the best idea I've ever seen at a music festival, yeah. and now that I'm saying it on the radio, maybe I'm about to ruin it because I don't know how this thing works. Okay. So classic classic. what happens every time I go to a music festival happened. My phone stopped working. Yeah, basically, of course. Same, basically, yeah. the, I guess the cell tower coverage is overloaded. There's too many people in one area, and the phone's all just very intermittent. I could send a text message here or there, but basically my phone stopped working. I had my phone in my hand, and I was looking at it, just keep popping yeah. up with notifications going, miss call, miss call. And I'm like, my phone's not ringing, yes, so how yes. am I missing these calls? That's what, there's enough There's enough little bit of data or whatever to send through the missed call, yeah, yeah, yeah. not enough to make the call. So, so I was like, this is very confusing. Very confusing. But that's what always happens. It sometimes happens when you go to yeah, sport as well at a stadium. These things just get, I guess, overloaded yeah. and you can't. But whatever. The, somebody has come to the music festival with a, I'm going to solve this problem before it even starts. Mm. I'm not going to lose track of my friends and I'm going to coordinate the day where we're going to the tent here, the stage here. We're going to maybe have some food now. We're going to do this with a level of precision that cannot be reliant on the cellular phone network. Well, I was pretty mad because I knew about... 
20 to 30 people that were there, and I saw two of them. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was quite frustrating because I got home and I was like looking through people's Instagram stories, and I was like, I would have been maybe three people behind this person. Producer Michael and I left at the same time. Yeah. And we both saw this person at the same time um, and the thing they were doing. This innovator. At the exact same time, and we both swore at each other. We were like, holy that is the best idea I've yeah. seen at a music festival. This uh, this young woman was wearing, like, uh, overalls and clipped to the top of her overalls, the little strap, a tiny JB Hi-Fi style UHF walkie-talkie. Oh, she was had a walkie-talkie. She had a walkie-talkie. That's a really, really like good a little, idea. Like one of those little consumer walkies, yeah. like one of the little blue ones. They come in, like, a packet of blue, pink, green, and yellow. Yeah. She had the blue one, and obviously it was on, the little screen was glowing, and well, she wasn't using it, but... I would imagine somewhere out there with three of her friends also with the corresponding, like the Power Rangers of walkie-talkies. Yeah. Everyone had a different coloured walkie-talkie. And if they needed to ca- in, get in contact with each other quickly, just a little, uh, I'm over at Flume right now. Uh, well, you know what? coming over to Fisher. Bloop. Perfect. That is that is next level thinking to a, to a point where I I've been going to music festivals since I was seventeen. I've never had that idea. Yeah, never is. had that idea. You always lose people immediately, and yes. then you're like, all right, we'll meet up at this tr- food truck at two in the afternoon or whatever, and it never ends up Just happening. Have a walkie-talkie. What about? Because yeah, the only thing, and I also I agree, this is a fantastic idea. But a, you've brought it now to the masses. There's so only so like, many channels. Yeah. Is that how walkie-talkies work? Yes. So now I have a, now I have a fear that this can only work for a certain amount of people. And security use them as well. Yes. <laughs> what about this as an idea? What about mm-hmm. you and all your friends? Get helium balloons and then just tie them to like oh. the, your pants or whatever. So you can you see. You have to make it high enough so that no one could get up and pop mm. it. But And then you're just like, like walking around with little like beacons on you. 45 meter string. Yeah. Just put a little glow <laughs> stick in the balloon yeah, and float it up into the air. This is what I mean. I feel oh, like that's not a bad idea. That's next level. Yeah, yeah. And now that's going to be necessary because I've ruined the walkie talkie <laughs> thing by giving everybody that idea. <laughs> Yeah, tugging on Western Creek, parts of it um, very hard hit by the freak storm yesterday afternoon. Yeah, so I was I kept checking my like apps and I was obviously looking at the sky, seeing these clouds probably don't look great. And there was some rain. Like you and I both live in the north side. There was yeah. some rain at about like two, three. Mm. That was like a little bit heavy, but it wasn't like I think it was done within like twenty to thirty minutes. It mm-hmm. was really didn't hang around for long. And I thought, oh well, that's probably it. Unless it's going to be on later, and then it never came again. Producer Michael and I were uh, in deep WWE mode, yeah. watching Survivor Series, so we had all of the blinds shut in my apartment. They were all drawn. Didn't want any reflection on the <laughs> of television? Course. And um, I don't know. I was, so we were essentially in a bunker. Yeah. I, I didn't even see that rain. Yeah. But when we closed the blinds, it was sunny. And when I opened the blinds, it was sunny. Yep. So freak storm. If if that was, we got any shades of it. Perfect name because it looked to just come and go yeah. out of nowhere. I the only reason I wanted to talk about this this morning because obviously it's not. This sounds a little bit like huh, didn't affect us, but no. I want to say trees were down. There was very very strong wind, hail in certain parts. Yeah, Gungahlin, as you said, essentially avoided this. The north essentially avoided. Got it. some rain, but that was it. Three years ago, when we had the freak hailstorm, yeah. the one that actually dented, you know, tens of thousands of cars and people were running for cover in Civic and yeah. all sorts of things, Gungahlin completely avoided that as well. Like, it went straight past. I remember watching and sending a message to my friend at the time of, like, 
it, it looked like a curtain of rain was just yeah. going like just past past I, um, completely. We are so overdue for one of these freak storms to be in the north this time. Like, yeah. we are very much a ticking time bomb. I think I got a text message from my girlfriend at the time who was like, uh, "You need to." She was like, "Have you moved your car? Oh my yeah. god, my car is destroyed. Like, it smashed the back window." It's and I remember because I was like having a nap. It was like early in the afternoon, and I looked outside and I was like, "It's not even cloudy here." All right, I'll just go back to bed. My car was outside as well. I was like, ah, this is probably mm. fine. She, I, when I saw her car, I thought that she was kidding. I yeah. was like, what happened? You've Googled that image. Yeah. 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 What That's has how happened? much Gungahlin has missed out on yeah. all of these freak storms in the last little bit. I didn't even bit. move my car. Did not even know that yeah. these things were happening. Yeah. If I had taken a nap when the freak hailstorm happened, yeah. I legitimately would not have known it happened until I, didn't. Until I was checking yeah. social media. Exactly right. This... Is We're overdue. Scary. Scary yeah. with how much we are just blissfully skipping through a field of daffodils here, yeah. waiting for this to happen in Gungahlin. Do you think it's like because elevation and stuff all affects the weather? Reckon? Yeah, is maybe. Gungahlin higher up? Maybe. I don't think so because I've been up the top of Mount Ainsley and I've looked around. It all looks pretty flat. Yeah. So it's a lot <laughs> I'd be like very surprised if one of them was just ve- that much higher than the rest. Mount Ainsley's probably overdue, to be honest. An yeah. isolated freak storm at the top of <laughs> yeah. Mount Ainsley. That's what we can all get on board with because yeah. we can all sit and look and go, whoa. Glad I'm like not up there. Not, lucky no one lives up there. Glad I'm not up there. <laughs> Josh, um, flying can be very irritating at times. You yeah. kind of get on and you just behold it to the people around you. If they want to take up the whole armrest, that's... Unless you want to get into a scene, there's sort of nothing you can do about that. Find being in a in a plane, uh, like a more long term, more comfortable elevator. Yes, like you are yeah. just you are in this situation and you can't get out of it. Yeah. And whoever else is in there with you, that's luck of the draw. You get in and you're like, oh, I'm going to be as polite as possible, but that's not a given for everyone. Some no. people are just like, oh, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Like we all paid the same amount of money. And I was like, in my yeah, apartment that's building yesterday, and a gentleman was in the lift with me, picking at his toenails. Um, and I was that's really really gross. I was like, that's not what I'd do. Yeah. And, uh, but, I can't, but I'm also really not going to say anything about this because I'm in a tiny box with this guy. And I only have to put up with it for, I don't know, two minutes. Planes still. are that longer yeah. and more people. And look, there's some stuff that you can do, like, I guess, get there early so you can claim the whole armrest yeah. if that's something that you're passionate about. But there is something I've seen online that I just don't know, A, if it's that big of a problem, and B, well, I know that you probably should not be able to do this, but someone has sat down... Uh, and has realized that the person in front of them has put like a seatbelt buckle essentially around their tray and then connected it to like the their side. So essentially this person cannot open up their tray. So their tray table cannot open. Yeah, so they've put it behind their back and then all the way around and have clipped closed the tray. So is that because somebody's messing around with the tray behind the person with the seatbelt and has and, and is they can feel it? They can feel it through yeah. the seat, so they've tried to eliminate that problem. I'm they, they must hate that problem. You have a lever out, essentially, is yeah. the tray, and if you're, like, leaning on it, it's going to, like, pull your chair yeah, back a okay. little bit. So that's stuff. the only way you could be annoyed by that. Yeah. Because it's the person behind you to start with. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to be, oh, I want to sleep, it's a nice night flight and somebody's working on their laptop yeah, or something. Like, yeah. You are just getting annoyed by the vibrations through the chair. Because it looks like it's during the middle of the day and also because there's no like TV or anything mm. in the back of it. It looks like it is just like a domestic flight wherever they're Ridiculous. going. This is what, what, I don't think yeah. you're allowed to just do that. You have been on an international flight with me this year yeah. where you were tapping the entertainment system yes. on the screen behind my chair yep. to a point where it caused me to go, what are you doing back Yeah, there? and I it was just me. picking a movie. You're just picking a movie. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a person who gets very easily annoyed, yeah. obviously, by actually movement on the back of the chair that I'm sitting on. Yeah. In this exact scenario, 
let me be clear, I've never been angry at somebody using their tray table. Well, and I'm that level of picky. I've yeah. never been. This is this is the least patient person in the world. Usually it's like when you're having a meal and you're not putting a lot of weight on yes. the tray table. Same as if even if you had a laptop. I don't even think like the clicking. It's like yeah. you're not pushing down enough going, for enough. Yeah. You're that's how I'm typing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I just... Ernest Hemingway's yeah, behind you. <laughs> I have just get this out of the glove compartment, the stow compartment yeah. above me. I'll get out my typewriter. I just don't feel like there's any much... It couldn't be using... You couldn't be doing that much movement back there there's for it no to be way. a problem. There's absolutely no way. That being said, I remember like last Thursday, there was that kid who was jumping on the tray table on an international flight, and then the guy in front of her was just like, yeah, putting up with it. Maybe this person's seen that and gone, that'll never happen no, to the me. the only reason... The only reason you're bringing your own strap to lock up the tray table of the table behind you is you're the person that had the kid jumping on. This is the same story. This is just a continuation of the same story. We can't keep having this happen. It has to be the same story. (laughs) Josh, um, love any ways to stop littering. I think the way to do that is more bins. Uh, Yep. (laughs) But I also understand that that's also not as easy as it sounds Mm -hmm. because then you've got to go and someone collect those bins. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. It is difficult. But I'm always, I was going to say I'm always on the lookout for for new anti-littering innovations. I honestly, it's annoying. It's annoying. I I walk around with Ned often socially and um, just you'll be be midway through conversation. He's like, God. You know it'd be good here. A bin. A bin. Yeah. You're like, mate, I'm trying to tell you about my family. We're yeah. having we're having a bit of trouble. Yeah. Why oh do, my they, God. do they make bins? Two bins over there. Yeah. Yeah. I could see yeah. it now. Yeah. A recycling and a regular Don't general make waste. statements like you're on the lookout for ways to innovate with bins. You're not. I, you never are. I've well, never seen that. I I like how innovative this is. Okay, I like how yeah. much like how they're thinking outside of the box and I'm like, you know what, actually mate, it's sort of like a name and shame sort of thing. So I feel yeah. like that also might work because people don't want to be shamed. But uh in Noticing Wales post COVID people care about that less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> is true. Actually, like, I'm, yeah. I'm fine for you to know who I am. I'm yeah. just gonna continue to be a ginormous jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well in Wales they're proposing a new thing where if you go to McDonald's and get like some takeaway in a bag, yeah. because obviously they have like little cameras there, like that's how they see if someone's in the drive or whatever, you might get your license plate number printed onto your bag. So you wouldn't throw it out the so window. So if you throw it car. out the window, yep. there will just be a bit of rotting bag that has your license plate. I love that. And I tell you why I love that. Because here in Australia, uh, McDonald's and a lot of fast food companies actually do initiatives where they like clean up highways. They yeah, do like a big yeah. thing about like we'll get, we know a lot of our trash is stuff that is yeah. unfortunately thrown out by our lazier customers. Yeah. Um, I go with the, as you said earlier, I go with the, the back seat of the car will do. Yeah. That might, essentially I'm innovating with bins. Yeah. It's the back seat of my car. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they, you, you often see a lot of Macca's wrappers on the side of the road. It's just a fact that yeah. And so that's that's a cool, innovative way to that's do something I mean. about it. I like thinking outside of the box and going you're the like... kind of ass. Uh, yep, no, if you kind of ass, leave yeah, it there. Yeah. That is going to throw stuff out of your car. I also have a feeling you're not. You don't care if your license plate's printed on it. Yeah, maybe. But also, like, if they're just going along because there is a huge fine. And I think the the anan- uh, uh, anonymity of it all. I yeah, think is that, maybe that's, that's what, what it pe- is. gives people confidence. Yeah, of, like, maybe. no one will ever find this is mine. Mm. The only thing I'm worried about, and not, it's not from like a littering point of view. It's more just a having my personal information on a takeaway bag is that like I I would recycle this or whatever but yeah. when the bin men come and like get it every like oh, two God. weeks yeah. and then they look in my recycling because it's pretty much all paper from McDonald's mm. they'd be like Jesus 37 why again Oof. why wow these guys and I can't deny it. It's like, what, did someone else take your car Ooh, and go get takeaway? Yeah. Or was it maybe you? This and guy's got to be an Uber Eats driver. Yeah, That's yeah. the only way he's getting this many licenses by printed. 
and he's stealing if he's wow. the orders or whatever. Amazing. Yeah, uh, I don't like someone going like fifteen bags in a week, huh? You know you can cook, right? Yeah, what Mac has served to people is things you can make at home. If that you were that way inclined. The only reason I don't want this, and it's a very, very key reason, is because my local Maccas will park you in the waiting bay for a small Coke. Yeah, yeah. So them having to print something on a yeah. bag, <laughs> it's just going to make the whole thing take another 20 minutes. <laughs> Ned. Yeah. Uh, oh, look, I, I'm going to surprise this on you. Um, this is a little bit of a what we call in the business a talk break, where we're talking now, uh, and this is a surprise one. Ned doesn't know this is coming, and People I... People understand what a surprise is, yeah, it's fine. and I just wanted to make it clear that this little bit of talking, completely unplanned. Yeah. Um, Again, everyone knows what a surprise is. Uh, Ned. Yeah? Uh, I, w- I went home from Spilt Milk a little earlier than you on Saturday night. I, so I sort of decided that, you know, I-, I wanted to try and beat everybody out, yeah, basically. I'm very smart. 31 years old, I went, no, I don't need this. I mean, I've, I've seen... I've seen three quarters of flume. I'm sure the best stuff's yet to come, but I saw holding on, which reminded me of when I was in my early 20s, and I went, that's it. Nostalgia done. Thank you very much, flume. Off I go. And producer Michael and I hightailed it out of there. We both live in the same apartment complex, so it was very easy. Um, Walked home, all of that. Very cute. I was not tired enough to go to sleep, so um, I was mucking around with some lights in my apartment. Um, And I've got these little robot lights, and we had them all going before we went to the music festival. Had a little bit of a pre-festival festival. festival. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Anyway, the point is it was now near on midnight mm. and I wanted to see downstairs what the lights looked like from the street. Yes. I was like, I wonder if, because the, the robot lights were heading out of my window and out on the balcony. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder how bright they are from the street. So I went down on my little scooter and I went, went like a block away so I could get a view of the building and you can't really see the lights. And I was like, well, that was disappointing. Mm. Got back to the front door of my apartment complex at 10 to midnight to realize that to make my shorts a little less bulky for the music festival, I had taken my house key and my fob off my main car keys and I'd left them upstairs. Yeah, cool. So I had now locked myself out of my apartment mm. at 10 to midnight on a Saturday mm. <laughs> with nothing but my scooter mm-hmm. and a bunch of robot lights going off their nuts in my apartment. Yeah. So it was like, okay, now it's time to get up there as quickly as I can to turn them off first and foremost. Because you can't see them from the street, but I would have it a fair old crack to so that your neighbours could probably I, see it or it at least time, get a gist of what's going it's on. It's time for me to turn those lights off. Yeah. That was very important. And unfortunately, the locksmith community of Canberra did not share my urgency at midnight on a Saturday I night. I cannot imagine. There was a guy, it was just an amazing coincidence. There was a guy already in the cul-de-sac of my apartment yeah. building. And he, I, I saw him. I, I, I was like, hey, mate, you're not going to believe this, but I've locked myself out. Are you? Could you maybe help me after you finish what you're going to do now? An hour went by. He agreed, and an hour went by. So I called the number on his van. He was he was flat chat with like a smart lock, like oh, somebody had somehow forgotten yeah, their code for a yeah, smart lock. Okay. So someone was having a worse night than me. <laughs> yeah, someone yeah. couldn't remember the code for their own smart lock. Yeah, said it took him an hour and a half. But after the hour, because he didn't tell me about the smart lock until after, I'm like, yeah. what is this guy doing? He just went upstairs and had a nap. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm like, <laughs> I'll call someone else, and this is where this is where I want to have a quick chat to you, right? I've given you the whole background. So it's mid, it's at this point it's twelve thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. and I have called a very famous locksmith here in Canberra, and I have gotten through to their after hours service. Mm. Now clearly, what the after hours service does is forward the call onto the the uh, like on call locksmith. Yeah, if there's anyone around, they're a twenty four hour locksmith. Basically, they're saying you know you can give us a call, we will sort it out for you. You would say it's almost night and day. 
I'm, it wasn't night and day. I'm not because I'm about to. You don't know what I'm about to do, oh, but okay. I'm about to ask you a question about this guy. It wasn't sure. night and day locksmiths. It was a different locksmith. But it's yeah, it's it's a 24 hour locksmith. I get through to the call forwarding service. Yeah, no answer. Okay. Decide to do the process again. No answer. I've worked in radio for a long time and I've called texts when they're on call. This guy's asleep. I know this guy's asleep. So I call a third time and I get uh, XYZ locksmith. Uh, hello. And I'm like, hey, mate, I've locked myself out of my apartment. Um, is there any way maybe I could get a locksmith around to help me out? And he's gone, yeah, no, we're fully booked. Sorry. Hug up the phone. Yeah. There's not... Can I just, this is what I want to say. There's no way on earth he was fully booked mm. and he wanted to go back to sleep. Mm. Is that correct? Is that a correct assumption of what happened there? I don't know the lives of locksmiths, <laughs> but it certainly does sound like, it certainly sounds like this guy was like, uh, you've been an idiot. Uh, you have, as my father would say, you have made your bed. Yeah. Now enjoy and lay in it while I actually lay in a bed and enjoy it. I love the fact this guy is so, so committed yeah. to being an on-call locksmith that he's gone. Yeah, fully booked. Yeah, don't worry hung about up it. The phone. Yeah. He may not have even hung up the phone. Yeah. Like it could, he could have just gone straight back to just, sleep. Uh, God, what an idiot! I can't believe that guy called me. Locksmiths of Canberra, <laughs> get in contact with the station today if you think that might have been your business and that was your employee that did that. I will tell you who it was. I'm ha- <laughs> I'm, I was that frustrated. I'm happy to name names. <laughs> Need. Yeah. Couple of things. Um, I used to play social baseball. Cool. Don't do that anymore. So yeah. I'm currently social sport free. You are social sport free. That you're uh, aware of. Well, are you? Let's say yes. Okay. So you're social sport free. Producer Michael is social sport free. Yeah. There is no social sport players in our team. No. Um, there are a couple of other teams here at work, one of who has uh, done a major knee injury. Hugely, like required surgery. Required surge, surgery playing social sport playing social sport. This mirrors the story of one of my best friends at the moment who works in Queensland. He is currently going to need to take six weeks off work because yeah. he's fully blown out his knee yep. uh, playing indoor soccer. Yep. So he plays indoor soccer. He's blown out his knee. Work now need to work around him. And in fact, there's a week there where he's going to have to get surgery done as well, where he's just going to be flat out out of action. Yeah. So they're going to have to cover him. So that's work here has put in a bit of money to help our mate who's done his knee. I think he was playing Oz Tag. Uh, and then my mate's work up in Queensland is going to have to put in some big money to basically let him have six weeks where he's not in the office thanks to indoor soccer. By the way, he doesn't earn any money playing indoor soccer. Yeah. Um, he's not playing like reserves for A League or something like that. Yeah. This is literally just a, a game that he plays with his mates. As a bit of fun on the side. My um, my dad is getting old enough now that he just like umpires down at his footy club yep. and then we'll go and run around with him down at training. And I think in the footy season while it was on, I think two or maybe three times the next day he was like, oh, he's like, I've actually like really hurt my back. He's yep. like, my leg is like, I've really, really, I didn't stretch enough before or afterwards. I'm cramping up and he's like, I might not be able to go to work today. And you'll just be sitting there going, what is this for? Yeah. For what end? You're, this what is training for what a game you don't this? play. You're an umpire for it of the weekend. I have tried to champion some really quite ridiculous concepts here in terms of work. Um, one of them very early on while we were here in Canberra was uh, Smoko. Um, if you don't smoke, I, I would you like should, to yeah. get a lump sum payment every year for the time that other employees are just allowed to go and stand outside and smoke because I don't smoke, apart from what my voice was just doing then. If you, if it was like 10 minutes, so it's like 10 minutes a day. What if just at the end of the year you got like two days off? Two day, oh, a week? A week off. I guess if it's 10 it's minutes not 10 every minutes day. A day 
It's yeah, like 10 yeah. minutes. It's like three lots of 10 minutes a yeah. day. It becomes like half an hour a day. I'd like a week off at the end of the year. Yeah. Then it got even more absurd. And I said that because I don't drink coffee and work provide coffee, but they don't provide me my energy drink, I'd like work once again to just give me a lump sum for the value of coffee. If yeah. my employees intake of coffee, I don't do it. Can I please be just given that money? Could not have disagreed with that These one These have all been no, no, no. <laughs> but surely we can agree that if I'm not playing social sport and not potentially putting eight weeks of leave yeah. onto work's books because I'm playing chasey with my friends a couple of times a week, <laughs> yeah, I, I should be given some money for that. Yeah. I should be. I think it's like an insurance proposition. Yep. I'm not going to blow my ACL out playing social sport. So I should get like five extra days leave. Work are going to be off the books five days, but there's no risk of them being off the books six weeks randomly yeah. because I did my ACL. What about this? What about instead of you getting paid out a lump sum or whatever, because it's like people will start getting mad about that because there's like a literal monetary yeah, value. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. about at the end of the year, you get to go wakeboarding or skydiving mm-hmm. or rock climbing or go-karting. You get to do something a little extreme and work pay for and it. Work, pay for yeah. it. They send you out on a day where you get to go skydiving and then you go go-karting and well, then at the end you get to do a bit of I rock climbing. At the end of the day, it is still an insurance proposition. Yeah. One ends up with me potentially at some point just needing leave because I've injured myself playing social sport. The other one ends up with me work paying to injure me, yeah. and then I get to sue them and take leave at the same time. It's a good deal. It's isn't a pretty it? good deal. That was the Ned and Josh Ned and Josh podcast. If you or someone in your family has been injured at work, visit meja.com.au. Hit one hundred four point seven.